Hello and welcome to this episode of the AF Mentors podcast. Today I have James and Jules with me. James, how are you? I'm wonderful, thank you. And yourself? I'm great. I feel really good today. Um, still, we were just saying this before we came on, but still absolutely buzzing from the meetup. Jules, how are you? I'm wonderful. My diary is jam packed today. So I went to my bed really early last night, got eight hours of sleep and I got up and I'm buzzing and raring to go. As yeah, you know what? I had, um, so Kimberly's in the Philippines at the moment, so she's on different time zones. So I basically get from her at, at the start of my day every day, this like list of emails or WhatsApps of like things that she's been doing or like updates on like how many signups we've got for EC, how the accelerator's doing, whatever. She's like, what have you been doing? She was like, what did you do yesterday? And I think it's because I did live with Chloe for EC and that's pushed a load of inquiries. And then like, we spoke about the accelerator on Instagram for the first time and that is filling up really quickly. So genuinely, if you are thinking about signing up, this is, I was saying this to Jules earlier in the week, we've massively underpriced this. And I'm not just saying that as like the whole like, Oh, whoops, I made it too cheap. Like we've massively underpriced it. You will never get this level of support again on AFM for this price. Like there's absolutely no way. So if you want to get into AFM or you've always been sitting on the sidelines and been like, oh, I'm, I'm tempted, but I'm not sure. Absolutely get signed up to this accelerator. And then I wanted to kind of discuss like one, why we're doing it and two, how we created it. So we had a meet up in Glasgow on last weekend and I met with Jules on Friday to put out some fires that had arisen um, and then we were just chatting about stuff and we're like, isn't it a bit of a shame that this time of year, what tends to happen is most people fall for this like self-fulfilling prophecy of nobody wants to sign up, it's Christmas time, and then you kind of stop marketing, you kind of stop promoting your business, and then you're like, oh, this happens every year, nobody wants to sign up. It doesn't happen every year, it doesn't have to happen every year. I actually had, and I made Kimberly go back and look at this, I had my biggest month in December last year. And the reason I had my biggest month in December last year is because I grew every single month last year. And that was the last month of the year, right? You don't have to stop growing. So, and I think if you're on a growth trajectory, like you should, you should be, still be growing. So really what then we were thinking was like, I don't want that to happen to any AFM coaches. So essentially then we came up with some, right, what if we kind of just light a fire up their ass, hold them mega accountable, set them some really tangible goals and not just set the goal, but set this is what you need to do to reach that goal. This is what you need to tick off every day. This is what you need to tick off every week. And we're going to be on your ass, like forcing you to do that or holding you accountable to doing that. So we basically created it for AFM people. And then I was like, maybe we should open this up and let other people join as well. So there are limited spaces for other people to join. The process is essentially you have your first call where we identify what your vision is, what your goals are, and then the tangible points you need to do to get there. And I think that's often what people miss is they'll set these goals like, yeah, I want to be fully booked online, or I want to move from the gym floor, or I want to pick up more clients. It's like, right, okay, but what do you need to do today? And honestly, sometimes it's the boring shit that you need to do today that's going to get you there. It's like, if you're like, oh, I want to run my first marathon. Oh, that's a big, exciting goal. What do you need to do today? Go out for your first, I don't know, 10 minute jog. 
it's not exciting, but that's what needs done, right? So that's kind of why we built the accelerator. And then the other thing that I want to say about it is that we really practiced imperfect action, right? So we had a whole event to run over the weekend. On Friday, sat with Jules in the coffee shop, came up with this idea. I was like, oh, let's, like, we kind of mapped it out. And I was like, let's sleep on it and make sure, like, this is what we want. We both got up ridiculously early on Saturday being like, I'm buzzing about this. Spent early Saturday morning working on it a little bit. Did the whole event on Saturday. Teased it a little bit at the end of Saturday. Spent the whole of Sunday building it out. Launched it Monday. The reason that I'm saying that is because that could have taken us, like, most people would be like, yeah, that's a great idea. Let's wait until January. Then we've got time to essentially faff around for a couple of months. It, I can guarantee you it would be no better if we waited two months to launch it than if we did it in essentially two days, right? And then realistically, we're still kind of building it out because it doesn't start until the 20th. Um, but that's that's the kind of action we want people to take is like, this is going to light a fire up your ass. If you've got, you know, like a six month goal, cool let's see if we can do it in six weeks if we can't you'll be way closer to it and if we can great but most people massively underestimate and everybody falls for parkinson's law everybody if we gave ourselves three months to come up with this would have taken us three months would have been loads of zoom calls where we chatted about stuff and went back and forward on stuff and didn't take any action the difference here and i always say this because one of my good friends in the fitness industry and someone i i rate so highly as a coach is one of the worst procrastinators I know when I was thinking about starting commit to six he was thinking about launching something as well I had done I think six rounds of commit to six by the time he launched genuinely so he he took like over a year to get this thing done because he wanted to create his own kind of custom app thing and do this and this and this which ended up being way worse than just using like trainerize or pt hub or whatever and cost way more money and took him obviously way over a year like whereas i've improved commit to six six times since then of course it's a better product of course i've made a shit ton more money of course i've helped way more people but so many people fall for that like start it now except that it probably isn't going to be amazing when you start but that's how you make it better so i think people are terrified of that people are generally terrified of making mistakes and i think you know if if you are thinking about the accelerator you've got to be prepared like you've got to know that in the next six weeks six weeks it's not going to be a six perfect weeks Mm. but it's going to be a fast paced six weeks because it's not you know you're not talking about right we've got three months to trial this and go back and forth and make decisions really slowly like we've got to be making those decisions quickly and and be prepared to be like actually you know what that didn't work let's move on to the next thing yeah, you've got to feel forward. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. but business is all testing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, I mean, it works now, won't work in a couple of weeks or a couple of months. Mm-hmm. I mean, I mean, social media is one of the best examples of that in, you know, going because you, we, we hear people saying, oh, you know, I was an expert at social media and five years ago. To be honest, you're probably irrelevant now. Mm. this is a bit controversial but this is kind of what I feel about email marketing is like not not totally irrelevant and I know that it still works for some people um so I'm not like completely poo-pooing it but I just think a lot of the when you hear people being like yeah I once did this launch and blah 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 and I'm like oh when was that 
oh, when people actually opened emails five years ago. Yeah. Okay, cool. That's great. That's interesting. But we've moved up. Like it's different now. It's like when you hear that, oh, you know, I used to send out, oh, I listened to such a good podcast the other day. I'll send, I'll send you both it. But it was about this woman who had bought an, um, a company that makes egg boxes. So she's managed to buy this company through full just debt, right? So she she bought a company that was profitable. She got a loan. She used like the, the seller's note as the security for the loan. And then she had this company. And um, yeah, one thing she was saying is she used to just fax people pictures. like, And she would use a picture of herself because it was like, you normally get boring faxes, right? So she would fax people, she'd use a picture of herself and she'd talk about this product and blah, blah, blah. Anyway, my point is like, those things that used to stand out, you've got to think of what that is now. It's not like, it's not an email because we get loads of those, right? So what is going to make you stand out? What is going to make you seem different? You can't fax people because people li- literally don't have fax machines anymore. So, and then the other thing she did, this was actually in the period of time where she was, looking to find a business to buy she wore a t-shirt that was just like i will buy your business with a phone number on it i feel like (laughs) t-shirts yeah it was like i want to buy your business you walk around being like i want to make you fit and healthy here's my number here's my qr emma we need one for you that says i want to start a new business (laughs) (laughs) no i've been told not to start a new business don't tell me ideas (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, like the point is, it's things that make you stand out. There's another podcast about the woman who started Bumble and how she did things to make her stand out. That's such a good episode. It's like the even the stuff she did um, around a college that was, it was like no Facebook, no Instagram, no Bumble. And people were like, what's Bumble? And why am I not allowed to use it? Like, because they know, because she's put it up there with like, the other big performing things people are like i've never heard of this why are they banning it? it makes people intrigued right and then they've heard of that thing so yeah it's just kind of think like i think the best marketing is often like thinking outside the box yeah and that you know that is everywhere no matter whether you're and this is george you you i will forever hold this lesson in my mind from when you said treat social media marketing like in-person marketing and it very much is, you know, behave in the same way. You've got to make yourself stand up, stand out on social media and you have to make yourself stand out in person as well. You can't just be the same as everyone else. Mm. Yeah. And I think most online coaches, I mean, not people on AFM, obvs, but most online coaches think they need to promote online to get online clients. And we have so many coaches, Jules works with a lot of them who like basically have built an online business from in person yeah. or or from like their local community now even if they don't work in person anymore it's way easier to use your contacts around where you are initially and the amount of people we have from like relatively small towns that have blown up because they're little local celebrities or people know them around there or a friend of a friend knows them or their mum knows their mum or whatever and it's like the trust is there Whereas online, it's much harder to build that trust. Like prime example is most people who sign up with me have been listening to me for over a year. It took me a year to build the level of trust of, oh, my mum knows her mum. I'll sign up. She's probably not going to like, you know, run away with my money or not get me results. So 
yeah, think outside the box that that way. Um, Jules, do you have anything to add on the accelerator? Yeah, do you know what I thought was really interesting? And and it kind of comes to this like level of trust that obviously the people in AFM already know us and they already have an expectation of what we're going to provide with this accelerator. So they already know it is going to be absolutely amazing. And how many people come up to us as we were working on Sunday and people were coming up to us going, Where, where's this sign-up link? Can I get the sign-up link? Are you going to send me this? Don't don't forget to send me this link. And as soon as they got it, it was like ping, 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 ping with yeah. notifications. So if people who are already in AFM are literally hounding us in coffee shops to get them in, it tells you how amazing it's going to be and how much you don't want to miss out on it. It was interesting on the weekend because I actually said to Jules, I was like, oh, I don't know if we should, I don't know if I should tease it like at, at the end of the day because people won't know what it is, you know? And like, I don't want to just like ruin the day with like a big explanation of what it is for people who aren't interested or whatever. And, and Jules was like, just tease it. And exactly that. It was like, people didn't even really know what it was, but they were like, if you guys have created it, I'm in. Yeah, like we didn't say like all the, the timeline for it and then this will happen and that will happen. We were like, we are just going to hold you accountable and absolutely push you in six weeks as much as you're going to push yourself in six months. And people were like, I'm in, I'm sold, get me the link. And I think part of it is that I always say this, but the best businesses or the best products or services are made for someone. Mm-hmm. We've made this specifically for our coaches on AFM which means that it's perfect for them rather than being like, oh, I've made this program. Let me try and find people who it might help. It's like, what do people need? What do our people need? Okay. Let's make what they need and then, and then sell it to them. Yeah. There was a lock and we've created a key for it as opposed to creating a key and finding some lock to put it in. Thanks Seth Godin. Thanks Seth. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, James, do you have anything to add on? I mean, it, it's just, it's unreal, the fast turnaround on this. Like, you sent me a message on Friday being like, I've I've got an inkling. Mm. And then the next thing we know, like, Saturday comes around, it's like, right, we're, we're going with this. Let's go. Yeah, And it is, it's yeah. huge. It will I, be I insane. I didn't realise how much, like, pushing towards the end of the year would resonate. But, it, like, the more that I've thought about it, and really, it's the identifying what to do. I think so many coaches struggle with, like, I've got this goal. I know what my goal is, but, like, I actually don't really know what to do today to get me closer to that goal. And that's what we show them. And that actually reduces, as much as you might be, we're like, we're going to push you hard. It reduces a ton of overwhelm because we're like, ignore that, ignore that, ignore that. This is your focus. This is what we need you to do. And then you kind of feel a little bit more relaxed. Of like, I know I'm doing the right thing. I know I'm ticking the boxes. I know I'm putting my efforts where they're going to be rewarded. Instead of being like, there's all this stuff I could be doing and someone's saying do emails and someone's saying do this and someone's saying start a podcast and I, do I need a website and blah, blah, blah. It's like, we are going to focus you. And I had a couple of questions about this um, yesterday when I started talking about the accelerator. One of them that came up a lot was like, is this good for new coaches? I cannot emphasize enough how good this will be for new coaches. Like it will give you exactly what you need to do. And it's not actually something we've ever been able to offer it's always been like one-to-one and and often like when you're first starting, that's a big investment. 
Now, will it help you? Undoubtedly. And I think what people miss about the big investment is all the money that they could be making had they started sooner and known what to do. I think people miss like the opportunity cost of that. They're like, oh, it's this much money. It's like, no, no, no. That it like you could be making a hell of a lot more. You could be helping a hell of a lot more people. If this fast tracks your business, you're actually, you know, it's an investment. You're gonna get more back from it. So there's that element. But if if you're new starting out, this could not be better for you. And then also if you're like a coach, I mean, part of the reason that we created this is because I was like, this is what I want to do towards the end of the year. Like, I'm a pretty established coach, but I don't want to like wander into 2024 I want to be like powering through like I have no intention of business slowing down I've fully I think I've grown every month this year apart from one and it was by like a tiny amount and I fully intend to grow all the way into 2024 like I mean we've got we've got 15% left of this year as we're recording this there's 52 days left in 2023 which is about I think it's 14.6 ish percent of the All entire right. year Mr. Matt. and if, it's only because I did a post about this yesterday if someone were to say to me like you can have an extra 14% on your annual salary or you can be you know you can be 14% further ahead than all the coaches that are around you and all the coaches that you might be inadvertently competing with because you're putting out a similar message I'd absolutely bite their hand off and actually it was it's one of the things that I attribute to me coming out of lockdown busier than when I went in. It wasn't entirely because I grew during lockdown. And I did, I grew massively. But the moment I came out of lockdown, every single person was coming up to me going, you were the one that was working really hard while everything was quiet. Mm. And like my business just exploded off the back of lockdown because I'd been the one doing the work when everyone else was going quiet. Yeah. Like hundred percent, it comes back to that Daily Thompson quote that I love about like training twice on, uh, twice on Christmas Day because he knows his competitors won't be. If you know everyone else is winding down, and by the way, there's no judgment on that. Like if that's what you want to do, absolutely fine. But this accelerator is obviously not for you, right? Like we're not saying everyone should do this. No, everyone shouldn't do this. If you want to build into 2024, if you really want to push yourself, if you want to grow your business, then yes, absolutely you should. But if you're like, no, I, actually, I, I don't feel like doing that at the moment, then also fine. Like, it's your life. It's your goals, whatever. But own it, right? Yeah. Like, don't. And this is what Stu was talking about at the weekend when he was talking about striving for perfection versus being concerned about perfection. Like, if you're not going to if you're not going to push, don't be annoyed that you've not got the results. You can't walk into December and moan about your December being quiet if you have made the conscious effort to pull back. If you're going to make the conscious a conscious decision to pull back, own that you are going to be quieter and accept it. Mm. It's the whole don't be annoyed at the results you don't get from the hard work you didn't do. Yeah, and also then you enjoy it. I think there's nothing worse than being like, oh, business isn't going well and I have not really been working hard. Then you just beat yourself up the whole time. If you're like, I'm going to have a break over Christmas and I'm going to enjoy it and then I'm going to start again in the new year that's fine, but have the break with intention, right? It's like beating yourself up for not going to the gym for a day. It's like, it's more tiring beating yourself up, not going to the gym than just going to the gym. Or you say, this is a rest day. And then you don't beat yourself up about it. I think- Intentional and purposeful rest. Yeah. That's what it needs to be. Yeah. What I would think, but for like to coaches and kind of point out to them is, I have seen practically every coach I follow say to their audience, 
there's six weeks left of the year. We're going to do this Christmas countdown challenge. You can get so many results. You've been telling your clients and your audience that on their fitness, fat loss, whatever journey, that there's plenty of time left. We can absolutely do it. We can actually finish this year really strong. Well, so can you. So join the accelerator and do exactly what you're telling your clients to do. It is funny, isn't it? It's like practice what you preach. So many parents. I think it, it translates directly into business. Um, sorry, into your the way that you show up for coaching as well. As in, I have, I mean, sometimes I'm like, oh, do I do I want this? I don't know, but whatever. I'm pretty transparent. I am myself anyway. But I have a lot of clients who follow AFM. And actually, a few who have reached out who've been recently, someone messaged me, two people messaged me saying, I'm not, like, I don't have a business, but I kind of want to, like, would you ever think of, like, people in AFM? And I was like, not at the moment, because it's just too focused towards building business but they were like so much of that that messaging resonates with me so that's interesting but it's it's like it is the same messaging a lot of the time and if you are living and breathing I'm going to push into 2024 then that directly translates into how you show up with your clients who are also pushing like you're practicing what you preach it's so much easier to coach like that and you're in that headspace I can guarantee your content will be better and you'll feel more aligned rather than you kind of stressing out at home that things are dwindling, but then trying to show up for your clients, but it's not that aligned with what you do. And I think a lot of coaches get to the point where they're like, I don't really have like, like I'll often try and do like a physical push with something, but I'm like, I don't have that many physical goals. Like all my goals are kind of more business related. So it's much easier for me to coach people and push people when I'm talking about, business side even though they might be doing different actions it's the same vibe it's the same like accountability needed it's the same like I refuse to be average I don't want to be normal I don't want to do what everybody else does because I don't want to be like everybody else I got got an email this morning um I posted it and it was like don't be normal and uh the quote on it was which is actually a little bit sad, but it was like, um, if you take normal actions, you get normal results. And at a glance, here's what normal looks like these days. 55% of people have less than $1,000 in their bank account. 79% of people actively hate their jobs. 63% of people are consistently anxious, depressed, angry, or all of the above. Normal looks pretty miserable. My recommendation is to be abnormal. Could not agree more. Let's go. Let's go. Um that, that does fire me up a little bit though, right? Because I'm not I'm not here to be like everyone else. And I don't think anyone who's spending their time listening to a podcast about business development is out here trying to be like everyone else. So yeah, if you are listening to this, you're already AFM vibes. Well, yeah, no, agreed. Yeah. Probably. Like there is a high high a high likelihood that you're not going to be accepting average, that you're not going to be accepting normal. Yeah. I think the other point that really like, I mean, I already knew it, but the weekend totally confirmed this is like a huge part of AFM vibes and like being part of AFM. And I was so proud of essentially how much bigger it is than me and how amazing everybody else is on it and how everybody wants to help each other. Like anyone who joins, I fully want you to agree to give as much as you get. And I don't care if you've got if you're like, what could I possibly give? I've, I've only got one client or whatever. Everyone has a background. Everyone has knowledge. Everyone has a perspective. We want to hear from everyone. But the reason that I can say 
without any doubt that you will get more from this mentorship than any other mentorship is not because I know everything and I'm the best mentor in the world. It's because the people in this group have such vast amounts of knowledge and experience. And there are people who have spent like tens of thousands of pounds on other mentorships, on self-development, on learning, on coaching skills, like have different backgrounds. That's the huge value in this is because we all share and we want everyone to win. Other mentorships don't get that. Like they might have some kind of community, but it's not, they don't have platforms in which to share this kind of stuff on. And that's really what I want to create with AFM. So it's not like when you sign up, it's not just like, oh, we'll get like Emma, Jules and James and they'll they'll help us. It's like, no, no, no. You get some freaking incredible coaches, incredible business owners who will all go out their way to help you because they get help as well, right? They see it as a process. They're like, yeah, so-and-so helped me. So I'm passing it on to, to somebody else who needs my help and my expertise. And that's what makes it so magic. And we all have... No, no, go, Jules. Do you know what I thought was really interesting on Saturday? See, we did the Mastermind Live. So obviously we have a Mastermind on Zoom every week and we did a live one at the event. So the three of us were obviously standing at the front. People were directing their questions to us. However, when we'd said what we thought about it, there was a whole lot of people that were sat in that huge, big audience. And they obviously had a point that they could add to it. So they just put their hand up and went, I think X, Y, Z and offered something. And I was watching and it was all AFM people because their natural reaction when someone in the room has a question, if they have the answer, is to just give it. And people who weren't speakers on the day, who maybe hadn't spoke to a lot of people that day, were still offering their advice. And it was great advice. But it's just such a sharing, like vibe within the group that if someone has the answer they will just give you it we're absolutely all about collaboration over competition mm-hmm. and and that's because that is now a social norm within mm-hmm. AFM. like it doesn't happen in other places and everyone feels comp- like comfortable doing that you know in like other situations similar you're kind of like oh I know I could add something but I probably won't even put up my hand and if you do put up your hand and say something it's almost like you're being controversial or you're trying to show off or whatever and it, that, that is not what it's like here and it never feels like that even in the middle of her talk Hayley was like oh there's this thing I'm trying to describe about my pregnancy actually Claire could you just explain what that is and Claire got up and was like yeah so this is exactly what happens when Claire's a midwife by the way right so we're like oh this person has more expertise let's just bring them in to see what their point is on this Anyway, I just there's thought also, that was amazing. There's also like no wrong answers. So if something has worked for someone, they can share that experience. And whilst it might not work for everyone, there might be one or two things that actually, that, that fits really well with their niche and that fits really well with the way they communicate. And if it's worked for someone else, then it might be worth trying out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Anyway, I think that that was amazing. We'll wrap up now because we have the mastermind in about 10 minutes. And yeah, if you are thinking of joining the accelerator, again, not to create false scarcity, genuine scarcity, um, there's probably about 12 spaces left. Um, The early bird discount, which I shouldn't even bother putting on, but anyway, ends on Monday. So make sure you sign up before then. And genuinely, you will never be able to get this level of support for this price anywhere else. So if you're thinking, I want to build my business, I want the support of some incredible coaches, then this is the place for you. And I can't, like, it's so hard to explain the support you get without having been there. 
In fact, my mom said something really nice. She was, I sent her a few photos from the weekend and she was like, you look so relaxed. She was like, you look like really happy and relaxed around those people. I'm like, yeah, because they're all like, all my mates. Like Lucy came up to me on the weekend and was like, oh, I didn't think you'd remember who I was. And I was thinking, of course I do. Like, this is why I changed AFM because I want to know the people on it, right? Like I want it to be like, that's why we have the one-to-ones is because I want to know everyone. I want to see your success I want to help you I want to know your vision and help you get there so anyway if you want business growth but if you want and and like we're kind of pushing this and of we're going to light a fire up your ass we are we're going to push you really hard but push you to what we know you're capable of and support you to do that not just like oh here's I don't know ridiculous amount of workouts that you can't do it's like Okay, well, what, what's going to be the next level for you? What are you capable of? And then we're going to support you to do that. So if you're scared, we're going to be there to support you. It's much easier to do those like scary things of your first reel or your first live or launching something or worrying that it might fail when you're surrounded by love and support and you know where you should be focusing your efforts. And where people are also doing the same thing as well. Yeah. Like they can also, they're there going, we're all having this trouble as well yeah and I think actually that's such a good point of who you surround yourself with this came up quite a lot we went on a big walk on Sunday morning and I was speaking to a few girls and and they're also from like relatively small towns and um were you just laughing what were you laughing at I was laughing at the choo-choo oh the train I'm sorry the walking train Yeah, so I was speaking to a few of the girls and they were they were saying that like it's hard when like all of your mates are kind of like, well, shouldn't you take time off or shouldn't, you know, if this isn't working, should you get a normal job or wouldn't you be happier with just like going back to, I don't know, your nine to five kind of thing? And or or like if you're doing that on top of your nine to five, don't you think like that's a lot, like your job's good already and they don't have the same vision and they don't have the same, you know, like they might be really happy with their lives, but it's it's probably quite average and normal and what the social norms of realistically life is you know like that success is having a nine-to-five having a nice car having a mortgage and a husband and 2.5 kids and whatever and it's like that might not be what you want and it's hard when you're surrounded by that but it's much easier than James has just derailed me again by messaging anyway yeah it's um it's much easier when when you're surrounded by people that are there to support you yeah it really is sorry emma i'm so sorry i could not it's just it was wide open it was I, we were on Derail track for emma's it. train of thought <laughs> we were just um, on track for that joke we were we were to be fair but i think that is like who you surround yourself with breaks your own glass ceilings even in terms of like how much work output you can do or how many clients you can coach or how much money you can make a month, how many lives you can impact. like all these things, if you're like surrounded by people that haven't managed that or aren't striving for that, it's very easy to just be like, maybe that will never happen or maybe it's not possible. When you see people just like you doing it. And if you're in a gym as well. If you're in a gym and all the PTs are like, are like looking down and they're moaning about this, that, and the other, or you feel like they're moaning that the gym's too quiet. Yeah. It's yeah so Laura easy. said to me, um, 
it's amazing being part of AFM because I would never be around that level of coach. And I think that's exactly what we wanted to attract. It's like, yeah, there are a lot of people on AFM who are in like commercial gyms dotted around the country and they're like, yeah, none of the none of the other coaches do self-development. They literally just come in, do their sessions, clean a few machines and leave. And they don't have that level of ambition, which is fine. If you do, it's very hard to be around that every day and still grow. Unless you have another community of people that are pushing you. You know, actually, one more thing I would say about the accelerator, just in case people are thinking this, that you're not going to join the accelerator and we're going to say to you, right, you have to work 18 hours a day, seven days a week, and here's all of this extra work to do. What you're going to do is work much smarter and you're going to work on the things that are important and you're going to focus your efforts in an accountable way in the right places to get results. And we're also going to look after you as a coach. So we've got all built into it, things that are going to look after you because you're the most important part of your business. So we're not just looking after your business, we're looking after you as a person as well. Yeah, I mean, we've even got a little morning routine in there. And and that was something that like I spoke to Jules about wanting to add was like, you are, when I notice this as well, like when my capacity drops, it's not normally about my workload, it's about how I'm looking after myself. And it's the realisation, which can be hard when you're really busy, that actually taking even 30 minutes in the morning to look after you first means that your capacity for work for the rest of the day is so much higher. And that's often like this horrible kind of situation that people get in where they're working so hard in their business that they forget to look after themselves and then everything kind of drops off. I actually just took on um, a, a really impressive businesswoman, Phoebe, who kind of said that she had this incredible launch, like made 20K in a day, like insane launch. But then she was so busy working in her business that she wasn't looking after herself. She wasn't showing up on social media. She then did another launch and it was like less than half of that because she hadn't been like doing the stuff that was actually getting results in the first place. And that's often because you're not looking after yourself well enough or you're not, yeah, I guess you forget to do the basics. Okay, right, we will wrap up now because now we only have seven minutes and I need to eat a pear. Okay, see you all in seven minutes. Bye. In about- wait, 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 wait. If you want to join the Accelerator, I will put the link <laughs> in the notes. Um, make sure you join before Monday if you want the early bird offer, which will give you just over £50 off. Um, if you have any questions at all, message at AF Mentors on Instagram. And that's all.